Welcome to the Advancing Surgical Care Podcast, brought to you by ASCA, the Ambulatory Surgery Center Association. ASCA represents the interests of outpatient surgery centers of every specialty and provides advocacy and resources to assist them in providing safe, high-quality, cost-effective patient care. As with all of ASCA's communications, please check to make sure you are listening to or viewing our most up-to-date podcasts and announcements. Hi, I'm Bill Prentice, and I'm ASCA's CEO and the host of this episode. On this ASC podcast, I'm pleased to welcome back Kara Newberry, ASCA's Regulatory Counsel and Director of Government Affairs. And I've invited Kara onto the podcast today to discuss the final 2024 ASC Payment System and Quality Reporting Rule that was released by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS, on November 2nd. And this year, I'm very pleased to report that thanks to ASCA's efforts, the final rule was improved substantially compared to the draft that was proposed this summer. And we were particularly pleased by the addition of total shoulder arthroplasty to the ASC covered procedures list, something we've been urging CMS to approve for the last several years. We also want approval of several other procedures and an improved inflation rate adjustment. But before I say more about the rule, let me bring Kara into the discussion. Kara, welcome. Thanks, Bill. So Kara, again, a big thank you to you and the entire ASCA Government Affairs team for your work during the Medicare rulemaking process. Convincing CMS to add total shoulder to the ASC covered procedures list was the result of, I know, the substantial advocacy effort on the part of ASCA and our members. Can you talk about the work we did this, you know, with the course of this year to advocate with CMS on behalf of our members? Sure, Bill. And as you know, often the addition of some of these procedures is a multi-year process. So once we were successful in getting knee and hip added to the ASC cover procedure list, we really shifted our focus to total shoulder and as well as total ankle replacement and very pleased to see that both of those procedures were added. It requires several meetings a year with CMS, including uh, the meeting that we had most recently just a month ago, really with the CMF CMS Chief Transformation Officer Doug Jacobs and some of the staff at CMS. And we were joined by uh, Dr. Weinstein, who's on ASCA's board and is does total shoulder replacements. And so I think his story was really the most compelling that we could offer to CMS. Dr. Weinstein said, how come my colleagues who are doing total knees and total hips are allowed to do so on the Medicare population and I'm not allowed to do shoulder? And I think that that really resonated with the staff. We also provided research for the past three years on outpatient total shoulder and total ankle. And we were able to get some data from some of our members. So thank you all that helped with that. Some were participating in the Hospital Without Walls program. And so they were able to do total shoulders on the Medicare population as they were serving as a hospital. So that data was definitely compelling. And then we did also have some private payer data that we shared with CMS over the past couple of years from facilities that have been doing total shoulder for a long time. So we've already been hearing from our members saying, you know, how excited their doctors are, how they're going to be able to, you know, fill up an entire day now at a surgery center doing total shoulder. And it's really going to help with their practice. 
I can't overstate, though, for our listeners, I mean, what a change this was from the proposed rule to the final rule, that anyone who heard me speak over the last few months has heard me express a lot of frustration with the agency, because in the proposed rule, there was nothing about adding any of these procedures. And and indeed, for the last couple of years, we were very concerned that the medical directors were actually moving in the opposite direction with some of their philosophy. So I really think this meeting that we had last month, you know, inviting Dr. Weinstein on and, and you to talk to, you know, CMS leadership and express our frustration about how they were just not keeping up with current clinical practice and leaving millions, if not billions of dollars on the table over time by not allowing us these procedures was a huge mistake. So I really can't thank you enough for making this really kind of U-turn for the agency in terms of, you know, giving these procedures that I think we know we can safely be performing. It, it is very rare to see procedures added to the final, in the final rule that were not proposed, as you mentioned, Bill. And I've been getting a lot of very stunned emails from people because we had been trying to level set with our members and, you know, not get anybody's hopes up. And so a lot of people are I think uh, even more pleasantly surprised because we we didn't expect this. I do want to also just note quickly, because this wasn't in any of our information that was released, and we do have our rate calculator up now, so facilities can go and check out the payment rates for the new codes that were added, shoulder, ankle. We also got a thyroid code that I know a lot of our members had requested. But importantly, for the joint replacement codes, they were put into a different APC group, so ambulatory payment classification group, than knee and hip. They are more complex and costlier, the implants. So I think that that's important to note. The reimbursement at the national level is approximately $14,000 in the ASC for a shoulder and a little higher for ankle. Uh, so do make sure that you're checking out the rate calculator on ASCA's website to see what your local rate will be for those procedures in 2024. That's great information. Well, Kara, we need to take a pause for a quick message from our podcast sponsor. So stand by and we'll be right back. This episode of the Advancing Surgical Care podcast is brought to you by MSurge, a national leader in the strategic and operational management of ambulatory surgery centers. MSurge partners with more than 2,000 physicians and health systems and more than 250 ASCs operating in 34 states. Learn more by visiting msurge.com. So, Kara, there are still hundreds of codes that CMS has approved for hospital outpatient departments, yet not approved for ASCs. I'm hopeful that the progress we saw in the current rule is a harbinger for a more thoughtful and clinical approach on behalf of CMS. Any thoughts about that? Yes, as you know, it's still unfortunately a piecemeal process where we are strategically targeting certain procedures every year and trying to get them added. We have for the past several years advocated for CMS to just align what is allowed in the hospital outpatient department setting with what is on the ASC cover procedure list. Once again, in this final rule, CMS indicated that it is not comfortable making that leap. So I don't think anytime soon we're just going to see them, you know, automatically allow anything that is payable in the hospital outpatient department setting to also be payable in the ASC. There is the new process that starts in January where uh, stakeholders may submit codes through a CMS portal, and there will be more information to come from ASCA in the next few weeks 
on this because we certainly want to work with our members to make sure that we are requesting all of the procedures that you all would like to see added to the ASC cover procedure list. And the nice thing about that portal is that it will all be, you know, sent to CMS. So presumably public information. And so everyone will know what has been submitted for consideration. And so if it's not added, then, you know, we can pressure CMS. We can ask for more information in terms of, you know, why they believe clinically this should not be allowed in the ASC setting. But I don't see any, you know, significant change, unfortunately, in the process, Bill. I think it's still going to be us, you know, requesting codes and getting a few here and there, just because CMS has not indicated that they're comfortable adding 400 codes at once again. Essentially just creating one outpatient procedure list, right? To just reiterate, so anyone out listening who thinks there's a procedure that they're performing that should be on the Medicare list, make us aware of that. But in reality, send us some data too. Don't just tell us the code. Obviously, give us some evidence that we can share with the agency or that they can then share through this portal so that we're well armed with, you know, in terms of trying to make, you know, the the case for any given procedure. That that has been a challenge with some of the codes that have been requested in the past. Um, They are more aspirational, I'll say, and codes that facilities would like to see added, but they're not even really performing them yet on the private payer population. Those are going to be a bigger lift than procedures that are already being done in the ASC setting. So, Carol, let's move on to the inflation update for 2024. Again, we saw a modest improvement over the initial you know, inflation update in the proposal. So can you speak to the update and nuance of how that applies to reimbursements overall and what our long-term strategy is with that inflation update? Sure, Bill. And we are slated to get a 3.1% update across the board, which is uh, slightly higher, uh, 0.3% higher than what was in the proposed rule. You know, we recognize that all of your costs and are rising, you know, at a higher rate than that. But I hate to, I hate to say it's better than, it's better than the alternative. If you look at what's happening to some of the other payment systems, the Medicare physician fee schedule, for instance, they're seeing another cut this year. So 3.1% increase on average is okay. It's better, you know, better than it could be. Well, that's a great point. I'm sorry, Carrie, to interrupt, but that's a great point because, you know, we've seen obviously other provider groups rules come out. And if you look at them, we did very, very well relative to a lot of other provider groups in terms of how, you know, our, our Medicare rate and, and other elements in, in the rules. So again, you know, this is pretty, pretty good year for us. And I do want to just remind everyone that the 3.1% update is across all procedures. It's the average. So we do have resources available on our website. So you can check and see what the specific rates are for the procedures that you're most interested in as well. I will have a webinar coming up in early December where I do review for like the top 10 and top 100 codes what the update will look like for for some of those procedures. Um, And it's important to note that we are going to continue to be updated on the hospital market basket for the next two years. ASCA successfully advocated for alignment of the hospital outpatient department and ASC update factor, which is the hospital market basket for the past five years. And we're able to get that two-year extension and we will continue to advocate for 
permanent application of the hospital market basket as our update factor. I know for a while there, the consumer price index for all urban consumers, which is what we were previously updated on, was slightly higher because of how inflation was going. But we've seen that normalize, and that's historically not the case. So we do think that long term, it's better to be you know aligned with the hospital outpatient departments and to get that hospital market basket update. Great. Yeah, all very important. And, and obviously, you know, members can help us going forward trying to see if we can, can make that hospital market basket our permanent inflation update factor. So, Karen, my last question concerns the ASC quality reporting program for Medicare and a new reporting measure that for ASCs that perform hip and or knee arthroplasty. Can you talk about this measure and when it goes into effect? Absolutely, Bill. There is a new patient reported outcome based performance measure quite the mouthful, for total hips and total knees in the ASC setting that will go into effect for 2028 reporting period now. That is a one-year delay from what was in the proposed rule. ASCA requested, well, we requested for the measure to be paused, but we also asked for a delay due to the implementation of, of other measures that are going to require our time and effort in the coming couple of years. I do also want to note that we used the proposal of this measure to once again advocate for additional joint replacements to be added to the AC cover procedure list because we said if total joints are so prevalent already in ASCs that you are adding a new quality reporting measure to our program, then I think that total shoulder and total ankle deserve more uh, consideration for addition to the ASC cover procedure list. Great. Well, listen, Kara, again, a great year for ASCA in terms of this Medicare rule. And hopefully it's just the start of some momentum that we're going to build on to get further improvements to the, the Medicare program on behalf of our members. And Again, kudos to you and the entire Government Affairs team for your efforts over the year. I know they're very much appreciated by the membership. So thank you. Yes, thanks to you, Bill. And thanks to all of our members who submit comments and provide data. It really did help this year. Well, once again, if anyone listening has additional questions, please don't hesitate to contact us or visit the ASCA website, our new and improved ASCA website, I might add, where more details about the final payment rule can be found. And finally, before closing, I would once again like to thank our podcast sponsor, AmSearch, a leading ASC management company with more than 250 ASC partners in 34 states. To learn more about them, visit AmSearch.com.